Hey everyone, welcome back to My Ship Story Podcast. I'm Eric here, and I'm here with Scott and Brad, our usual suspects. How are you guys doing today? What's going up in Oklahoma land? Oh, I've just, uh, I've just been uh, getting some uh, brisket and uh, some pork shoulder ready to uh, get on the grill tomorrow. I'm doing a little grilling. Well, that nice. sounds good. Yeah. yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah, you know, we got your notice. So sorry to hear about your grandma. She sounded like she was quite the firecracker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad I mentioned her in my first podcast because, you know, that's just exactly what she was like. She was very, very sweet lady, but just relentless. Awesome. <laughs> and, and she made it to 98. 98. Wow. 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 That's, that's amazing. My grandma passed away yeah. at 90, I think 95 or something, but 98, 95, 90, uh, anymore, 80. <laughs> You're doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I always thought, Hey, if I make it to 80, that's just unbelievable. I could kill over the next day. Yeah. Hang, hang in there, Fred. thanks hey scott oh i just want to mention something so i finally got the recipe correct for catfish and all it is is butter and cajun spicing spices and that's it and it just turns out perfect every single time 20 minutes spices and fish uh, you can't go wrong with that that's it 370 uh 20 minutes baking not fried, and it's perfect. What do you like? Lather butter on it, and then sprinkle the spices, and then cook it yeah. with batter. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then I'll, I put a little butter in the pan too, so it melts and cooks into it. I'll have to try that. Yeah, try it. Anyhow, um, well, I think it's time to move on. We have another great guest here for us: uh, Fred Cariano, DJ, crew staff, and group coordinator extraordinaire. So, welcome, Fred. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Hi, everyone. My name is Fred. This will be my ship story. We, we're awesome. so happy to have you. We're really happy to have you on. It's, I haven't seen you in like, it's probably been 20 years. Oh, at uh, least. Yeah, at least. Um, so it's great to see you. And I think you're one of the guests that we've all worked with. So we, we all spent a, a bit of time working with you. Great times back then. Great memories. We were all like, uh, did you work with Fred? Yeah. Did you work with Fred? Yeah. Everybody worked with Fred. Everybody knows Fred. <laughs> Personally, I think you should grow back the mustache, but I mean, that's okay. <laughs> it will be gray. Well, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm battling the gray now. I'm, I'm, I'm holding on with the beard, but I, it's... It's a battle. It'll probably go in the not too distant future once it gets a little grayer than it already is. They make dye for that. You can dye that back. Oh no, it grows too fast. You'd have to just keep dyeing it. No, no, just, no. Just for some pictures or something. That'd be awesome. I was telling Jan Mauser that I was going to convert to Judaism because I've now got the yarmulke look. <laughs> I see your post on the on the rain, the monsoon that you're getting right now. Oh my God, it's been relentless. I know a few people whose homes have been flooded, 12 to 15 inches of rain. But I I do know this. When I first started on the Sovereign of the Seas, that was my first ship. Mm -hmm. That was when Hurricane Andrew hit. That was 92. That I do remember. Was that 92? Yeah, it was was August 92 because I was about to sign off the Majesty. And I, I stayed on the extra week when it hit, and I wasn't home for that. Yeah, that was the first. I, maybe one I have my hit. ships yeah. wrong then, but I can remember <laughs> coming into Miami and seeing ships or yachts yeah. on land, not damaged, but just taken out of the water and placed right on the land. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hey, Fred, what are you up to these days? 
right now I'm working, I have the best job ever. I work for the 17th Judicial Courthouse or the Broward County Courthouse. I'm in human resources and I handle ADA requests. So people that have disabilities that are coming to court, I try to accommodate their disability. For example, if somebody's deaf and they need a sign language interpreter, I get that all scheduled for their hearing. So I do all of that. And then I do payroll for both uh, state employees and county employees. And then I do senior judges payroll. And a senior judge is a judge who has retired and they come back and work part-time. So it's always good to have a judge as your friend. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Man, you're kind of a purser on land now. Yeah, You've done it all. <laughs> yeah. So how did you go from DJ to HR? My, my life is, is so bizarre. I first started out, I grew up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I started out working for a grocery food chain doing computer work and then accounts payable, accounts receivable. I became then an alumni director of a college. And from there I became a, uh, prior to that I was a funeral director. I'm a licensed oh, wow. funeral director That's in the state right. of Michigan. I remember that. Yeah. And then I became the alumni director. Eyes, then I became a nightclub manager. Box. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> that you never did the undertaker <laughs> no. on the ship. No, you, you I never, I was always the taxi driver, <laughs> which is the best <laughs> job. Yeah. And so then after I became a nightclub manager, uh, one of our patrons said, you know, you should go be a cruise director, go work on a cruise ship. She was a travel agent. And so, um, when was it? A, that was in 1990. Well, okay. it, it was in, in 89 is when I started searching the end of 89. They had a cruise show. I applied to all these cruise lines and I believe the gentleman's name was Jim D'Amico and he was from Michigan and he liked me. I didn't really have any DJ experience whatsoever. <laughs> what? Um, at the, at, yes. At the nightclub. Um, that I managed, I would do like happy hour and it was just 50s and 60s music. I started on the largest cruise ship in the world at that time, the Sovereign of the Seas. I knew nothing about music. Wow. What am I going to do? Because I didn't, you know, know the 80s or the 90s. I didn't know really dance music, just oldies. And uh, were you supposed to bring your own music or did they supply it? A little bit of both. And I was supposed to also submit a tape. Mm -hmm. a videotape of my music and everything. And um, I don't think- <laughs> How'd you do that, being that you never, uh, you didn't uh, have anything? You know, I got hired because I was from Michigan. <laughs> because you, he was, you, Jim D'Amico was from Michigan. So I think that's how I got the job. I always remember that you're from Michigan because I think you're the first person that gave me the, the where am I from, you know, thing. Yeah. And you're like, yep. <laughs> for those, those listening, you put up your palm and you point to, in your palm to yeah. where yeah. you are in Michigan. Because your hand is the shape of Michigan. Right. So, oh, I, don't, I don't know that. I never knew that. I'm you never heard that? Uh -uh. No. So I'm from, when I started, I got yeah. to work with Wes Bradley. He no. was the DJ and they would pull fog watch on him constantly <laughs> constantly i mean he All didn't get it after and the he first didn't get one it. no oh no God, and he would be so out there funny. with his life vest on and flashlights <laughs> he deserved it then. yeah so yeah. so when i started he told me never play a slow song until the end of the night and i'm like what in the hell is wrong with you why would you wait till the end of the night because people aren't staying in the disco till the end of the night so after my, my first week on board solo, Ray Rouse, CJ White called me into the office and they were talking about these things called comic cards. And they said, um, what are you doing up in the disco? You did not get any comments 
on the comment card. And I said, oh, I'm just playing what the people want to hear, but I'll try and get some next next voyage. <laughs> because I didn't know that it was a negative thing. Yeah. After my first week, one of the turntables broke. It took them over a month to get it fixed. Oh, so wow. I was segueing out of either a turntable and CDs, and I had two mixed pre-mixed tapes already. And I would segue in and out of those tapes. And so people were hearing the exact same songs like every night. In the same order? <laughs> oh, pretty much. Yeah. It was sad. <laughs> but you course, got no, no comment cards, so no. good, it's good. But also that was the beginning too in the early 90s was the, the big dance was the electric slide. Yeah. And, and that's the only line dance I, I know. And that's the only line dance people wanted to hear. I mean... Oh, constantly, you guys, constantly. I mean, boogie, boogie, boogie. I, I can't tell you how many times I danced electric slide, especially up on the, up on deck. What are we, the, under the stars, oh, under, under the, the stars, stars dancing under the stars, whatever it was called. Yeah. I mean, I just remember it, it, it was played throughout my time on board. It was played every single night. I, I just, every time I was up there, there he goes. Yep, there you go. <laughs> this is a podcast, yeah. Scott, by the way. Do you, uh, let's let's get into a, a specific story that you have. I know we've been chit chatting and going over little stories, oh. and well, let's let let's hear one of uh, one of your your fun ship stories. Yes, <laughs> Not all at, well, doesn't have to encompass all at once. But. I can't tell you what I don't know what I don't recall the ship. I recall the night, and it must That's have been a matters. night that I was off and not working in the disco, or I could have been a group coordinator. I don't remember the time frame, but we were doing a cabin crawl. Oh, For yeah. those of you that don't know what a cabin yeah. crawl is, is it's like a bar every crawl. cabin will, will host yeah. a drink and you go from one cabin to the next till you're basically so drunk you're crawling. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had the unfortunate pleasure of having a purser behind me by the name of Rhoda Coffin. <laughs> we were crawling down one of the hallways and she bit my ass. <laughs> she bit it so hard i thought she drew blood i had oh to actually God. get up and go Funny. into a cabin to see how badly i was bleeding that's how bad she bit but we have laughed about that story forever and i thought for sure i was going to have scars and <laughs> a big bite just... mark on your ass yeah and how to explain that you know another uh, great story that i had was um djing and something happened on one of the ships so they were requiring all of the DJs write down every song that they're playing. Oh. I think it had to do maybe with comic cards or whatever. Anyway, this particular night, this girl came up and she asked me to play the cum song. <laughs> and I, I was like, what? She said, yeah, can you play the cum song? I said, I'm sorry. I have no song like that. I've never heard of it. I, I can't play it. I'm sorry. And she goes, well, you played it last night. I said, I did. She said, yeah. I said, all right. The come a come a come a chameleon. I'm going to play every song. And when you hear the come song, let me know. The song was Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Right. When oh. you're going to come. Oh. <laughs> and, if, and if you listen to the song, it's about an orgasm. Is but, it really? I never really paid attention yeah. to the No, lyrics, no yeah. who does? I didn't. And, yeah. and I never had anyone say, can you play the cum song? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Especially oh when they said relax a lot as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when I worked with Ray Rouse, the last sea day was when they would do like the horse racing and they had the final yeah. bingo. And so we would do horse racing 
And then between horse racing and the final bingo, they would do ice carving up on the pool deck. Oh, I remember that. And I yeah. had to, to MC that forever. And you, you got a list of how much food was eaten on the cruise. You know, you ate 32,000 pounds of beef. You ate, you know, 9,000 eggs, whatever. And they're chopping away at this big, huge 300-pound block of ice. And people would come and they're taking pictures and ice is flying everywhere. But this particular day, Ray Rouse decided to stay up on the pool deck. I don't know why. And he was standing next to me. And I'm just going ahead doing my emceeing and people are coming. Somebody almost slipped on the ice. And I said, folks, be very, very difficult is the dick is slippery. <laughs> over the loudspeaker, over the entire pool deck. <laughs> I just looked at Ray and Ray looked at me and I said, folks, join me tonight in the disco as this will be my farewell performance. <laughs> <laughs> he, he bent over and he whispered something dirty into my mouth. Or into my ear, and oh, in your I mind. just, I just, I just lost. Did it. he whisper the cum song? Yeah, <laughs> and the cum song. And um, it was just, I, I actually had a passenger send me a photo of me emceeing the ice carving, and she put one of those little bubbles on the picture that said, "Be careful, the dick is slippery." <laughs> so, Oh my God. I love those stories because there, it just was part of working at sea and you just, you know, those things happen to yeah. everybody at one point or another. Rhoda always used to talk about uh, Lake Minge. And <laughs> for those of you who don't know what Minge is, it's female anatomy below the belly button. And she would be <laughs> directing people to Lake Minge. So oh, that was, uh, uh, there was a, another I've assistant never heard professor. Of that. Oh yeah. That sounds very much like Julie Sherrington. That's who it was. Oh, that's Julie who it was. Sherrington. Julie Sherrington. Yeah, Julie yeah, Sherrington yeah. did that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, Julie. We would yeah. be at the front desk and I'd walk past and she'd be talking to passengers and she'd be talking minge this and minge this. And I'd be yeah. like, everybody <laughs> would turn around and I had to walk away because I couldn't stop laughing. She was just crazy. <laughs> They, oh, yeah. they, they would have contest how often who could work in the word minge the most yeah. you know when talking to somebody and it was it was hilarious <laughs> and frightening all at the same time well one of the purses as well at one time i know that they paged mr dover mr ben dover <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then then they went on to say paging his wife eileen eileen dover eileen <laughs> it's just <laughs> you know and you just wonder things but uh i wonder how much they get away with that today because i i just don't think i don't I think, think they get away with anything today. like what we got away with and the things that we could do ship life is totally different and in our day when we were on ships for the crew staff you had to be a dancer or a singer you had to have all these talent well i didn't have those talents but the crew staff no, but you knew how to dj did, oh i know oh, how to well, DJ. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, you know yeah. so they could kind of discriminate on that you know you had to look a certain way and you yeah, had to yeah, do these yeah. things it was casting i had the the fortunate pleasure too of, of working with some some great hotel managers barry jones was one of my favorites we got that was when i was a group coordinator and we got a request from this guy he was the largest biggest pain in the ass and he wanted a phone installed in the bathroom of his oh, cabin and they installed it. Really? Uh, really. I couldn't believe I can't, it. I can't believe that. That's just This insane. is a, like a passenger or like a celebrity? Passenger. Wow. wow. I, think, I think they were in one of the suites or something and they had a lot of money. But then there was another time where these passengers um, were not behaving properly. I don't recall if Barry actually threw them off the ship, but he put them in the brig for, to cool down and threatened to throw them off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he didn't put up a crap, but... No, Barry Jones was, he was, he could be the 
biggest jerk in the world. He could yeah. be a complete asshole and then he could be turn around and be like super, super nice. And you could yes. really kid, you could mess with him. You could kid around with him. Never I remember once, <laughs> yeah, no, I remember once uh, he was out of his cabin. I think it was his birthday or something like that. And a bunch of pursers got into his cabin and they just did, they ransacked his cabin and just like messed everything up. They short sheeted him. They put plastic, you know, cover on the toilet seat. I think the only part that he was upset a bit, a bit is that they took all his alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but you know he took it in stride yeah, he, he took know. yeah i can't now, remember it, if he was the one or it was somebody like him that was just a jerk and and we uh we got a bunch of super glue from stores and we glued his door shut and they had to remove part of the wall or the whole door frame <laughs> but it was like a uh don't ever tell anybody like you know statue of limitations is 10 years or whatever after you get off ships and stuff and you know we swore with each other not to tell anybody but yeah we super glued every sit all the way around his door oh, shut. Oh my gosh, and, too funny. I don't know if any of you remember Pilkington. <laughs> yeah, I do. He was very, very difficult I to do. understand. Extremely difficult to understand. And as a group coordinator, you're kind of like the hotel manager's secretary. And we would have these staff meetings with all the department heads. Pilkington would start to talk and no one knew what he was saying. <laughs> and then when he would finish, they would all look at me and I'd either nod yes, it's important or no, it's not. And if it was important, then I'd say, Mr. Pilkington, um, just to clarify, is this what you meant? And then I'd restate what he said so that they knew what they were supposed to do because they couldn't understand him and they weren't going to say, sir, we don't understand what you're saying. Off the cuff, I think I can do an impersonation of him, just a quick one, because he would come to the desk and want the, the log book. And he was never pleasant. Never. No. And um, so this is kind of how it would go. <laughs> that was kind of how he just yeah. kind of mumbled, just Mum. rough. And he was asking, the first thing you said was he was asking for the book. Yeah. Yeah. See, I can still understand Pilkington. <laughs> it's a separate language. <laughs> One of the uh, worst things that ever happened to me on ships was, um, well, I finally got assigned to the Viking Lemonade. Okay, and so real quick, so because <laughs> we've had a lot of people talk about that ship, and I'm not sure if you've listened to them or not. So did you like the ship? Was that one of your favorite ships or no? You didn't like it at all? At first, I did not like it. I was uh -huh. terrified of it, especially as a new DJ and then all the people that were there and it was a three and four night. And, yeah. But it, it kind of grew on me and yeah. I started to have more fun with it. The worst thing was as a DJ, they all, the DJ is in a booth and is protected, so to speak. <laughs> uh, if you've ever been on the, on, the, on the Viking Serenade, the disco was in the Viking Lounge Oh, uh, okay. The crown, and yeah. it was just a, a, like a, a podium stand thing with this particular voyage was a very sad voyage. A gentleman got drunk, and at the at, during the night they would empty the pools and put nets over the pools. Right. Mm -hmm. And this guy said, "Oh, these nets will hold anybody." And he and his friend jumped on the nets. The nets did not hold him, and he fell to his death. Oh, oh wow! How far? With, how far did he jump? Like from the side of the pool, or from the side of the pool? Devastating. And of course, you know, people are witnessing this. Yeah. And then, uh, so, um, because I was a funeral director, they called me and then had me meet with, with, with some of the, I didn't work on the body. They had me meet with some of the family. As Fred is crawling down the yes. hall to get there. <laughs> and the worst thing is, is the next morning when we got into port, somehow the ship had not been cleared. Somebody in their great wisdom 
put the body bag on the conveyor belt with the luggage. No. The body went what? off the ship. No. With the luggage, yes. And I am I, a witness to that. You saw the body bag. Come down the conveyor belt, as well as the family and other people. Oh, my God. Uh, That's it was, crazy. Yeah. And the ship hadn't been cleared yet either. So there were a ton of mistakes. It was just a really sad, sad event on that ship. Wow. That's pretty what the shocking. family did. Cause the, oh, I'm that, sure there was a huge lawsuit. Sure, that was in the comic cards. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, things really weird things happen on board. Brad and I have, and I don't know if we'll want to save it for another day, but Brad and I have a, there was a, a death that happened on the Majesty at Coco Cay. Uh, Brad, mm-hmm. unless you want to do it now, because it's, it's a little long. No, but, let's do it another day. So we've had uh, one or two DJs on here, and they've had some pretty interesting stories of guests coming up to them or, uh, unruly or hitting <laughs> on them or just a, a, a just you know a, a whole combination of things because obviously people are up in the disco are getting drunk they're drinking the night away so do you have any uh dj stories involving uh anybody guests? ever hit you in the head with a microphone and split your <laughs> open no no i have a i have a worse story than that the disco had closed and we were sitting around and it was myself and the paxton's and a few other people. And then there were some passengers around. There were these two passengers that that I had gotten to know, two female passengers. And this one was particularly drunk. And she kept going, where's Freddie? Where's Freddie? We want more music. We want more music. Well, she was so drunk, she didn't even recognize me. And I said, "Uh, well, the disco closed and he went back to his cabin. The next thing I know, I've got five fingers and a full palm across my face hard oh where she knocked me over she hit me so hard oh wow and she then tried to to continue to hit on me i lost it and i grabbed her hand and i said you fucking c-u-n-t don't you ever touch me again (laughs) and i thought i was going to get fired for saying that oh man there were a lot of people around i didn't even she came from behind me and hit me and i didn't even see it coming and and this was a woman who we had partied with during the whole voyage. Did an did incident just, report did, get done? Did they call security? Play, no, security did not get called. I think that's why I didn't get fired. Next time, play the cum song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, why, why we're on this subject, uh, Fred, did you ever hook up with uh, any passengers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was fast. He didn't even yeah. think about that. No, no hesitation there. <laughs> there was none. There was a, there was a time. One, one time, I remember, I put on a really long song so I could go use the restroom. And I went into the restroom. And a guy hit on me in the restroom while his wife was outside waiting for him to come out of the restroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so, that's too funny. As a matter of fact, uh, when I was on the Viking Serenade, I met someone and I left ships and moved to Boise, Idaho. I remember you had moved to Boise to, and to I thought that was that the weirdest person. thing. Oh, and really? That wow. did that did not work out. <laughs> back to the ships. <laughs> yeah, that. I, then I came back to the ships as a group coordinator. Now, yeah, now, uh, while you were on the while you were a DJ on the ships, um, specifically the Majesty Deck Ten, did you ever uh, <laughs> visit the uh, the secret uh, Deck Ten locker? The well, not the locker, but the secret balcony to the know- hookup balcony. Oh, if I did, it wasn't very often because okay. it was either it, it was either very it was either occupied, <laughs> which was most of the time, and usually when it was occupied, I was working a lot, you know, because. 
the, you'd go the out there, you'd open the door, and you'd be yeah. like, oh, sorry, Eric, I'll yeah. be back. Oh. <laughs> Take a number. Uh, so, no, yeah. once, once, and that was it. That's yeah. so funny because, like, I visited that area. Eric visited that area. Stevie B visited that area. And Freddie's yeah. – so tell us about the Deck 10 locker. Where, what, what is that? Where was that? Oh, well, I – I had, I, I had, for whatever reason, I had a key and I think they gave me a wrong key and it was like kind of like a master key. And there, I think it was on deck 10. It had the prizes in it uh-huh. and not oh, many ship people. Shape stuff? Yeah, ship shape and yeah, champagne okay. glasses and yeah. keychains and all that shit. But the thing was, is no one was ever in there. You know, they would only do that when they were getting ready for an event or a game or whatever. That was inside the little conference area when we had the screw so, staff meeting. So you could open that up and you could go in there. Nobody generally had a key and no one was ever really in that area. Okay. So that became, and the other the great, well, the other great thing too is the D, the D, yeah, the DJ always had his own cabin. Yeah, I was going to say, because most of the crew staff had their own cabin, didn't they? And the DJ, right, you guys all had your own cabin. Early on, they shared, and then they started to separate everybody. I never did. I never I never uh, slept with a passenger. Man, I got to say, so I cannot get over when I met and worked with Fred, when I worked with you on The Majesty. I thought you were like the... Uh, like a famous DJ from, I don't know, California or New York or something, because, you know, he was on the mic and he did everything and he, you had control of everybody. You would tell them to, you know, do the electric slot and they would do it like uh, the, the mustache and just ha- who you were then I would have never in the world have guessed before cruise ships, you didn't do a DJ or anything. I, I, I did not, but you know, the, 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 the key to almost any job. And, and I know that for sure that Eric and Brad really get this because they're upfront with the passengers is just to, to please them. You know, they're spending money and you just, I mean, you, you have your assholes that come up that you just want to, bitch slap and you know but for the most part it's you get so much further with people if you just you know give them what they want i'm giving them fun and the price and 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 yet but you gotta but you gotta keep yeah but you gotta keep everything you have to keep everything in control as well you can't let them take control of you this makes me think of there was a female i think an older lady that used to come on all the time and you knew her mm-hmm. i i can't remember my sugar who. mama she was my sugar mama was it okay her name was martha martha okay and yeah and she was a yes. very close friend of the paxton's she fell in love with me and it was which, which is very strange because um she was very biased. She did not like black people. She did not like gay people. She did not like, and the list goes on. She liked me before she knew I was gay. How she didn't know, I don't know. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did that work when she came on the ship? <laughs> we would have a blast, you know. She was. When she come on the woman. ship, are you like, hey, Martha, what's going on? Hey. No, <laughs> you know what? We 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 never had sex. Um, she took me to Australia and New Zealand. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. That yeah, is a but, sugar mama. Yeah, but when I went to her house, she had a shrine set up of me. <gasps> oh, that's oh. creepy. Yeah. That's, that's really creepy. So I oh, phoned that's... a few friends, because this is just before <laughs> we were heading to, to Australia. And I had a few friends that I called and said, if I don't come back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm I going to Australia. <laughs> She she had a calendar and she kept track of 
every phone call she made or I made to each other, every letter she sent or I sent. Wow. And she would get upset if I I had to contact her more than I contacted my mother. Oh, wow. How, how old was she at that time? She was in her 60s. So um, what, what happened with all that? That's like after, a, that's like a bad our, movie. Yeah, after our trip to Australia, that kind of ruined our friendship because, you know, it's like, do you want me to be your friend or do you want me to be like your gigolo <laughs> escort or whatever? Because she wouldn't let me talk to anybody on that trip. Now, of course, oh, most wow. of the people on the Australia trip were about her age, but there were two young, young, younger girls. And they would like in the morning when they'd see me, they go, how are you doing today? <laughs> because if, if I, we were on the shot in Sydney, in Sydney Harbor and we're, it's an open cocktail party and there's only like about 20 of us or so. And she starts to cry because I was talking with this other woman and I said, you, you know, and she's a very fun person. And I said, go play with, go talk with these people. I, Cause I'm talking with a married woman whose husband is somewhere else. I said, go talk with people. No, I want you to just sit here and talk with me. I don't want you to talk with anyone else. And that's when it started. Well, that's a buzzkill. That was a long so, flight home. So did, did she ever find out that you were gay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Are you like, oh, yeah, and I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. did that go over? It, it went well. No, oh, she didn't have an issue with it. Yeah. Which, you know, she, for the most part, she was just a lonely woman, but she was very, yeah. very nice. But but she was opinionated and bigoted. And, and I didn't find that out till sometime later. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, yeah. I, I would yeah. love to have a shrine of me. <laughs> oh, that would that would creep me out. Oh, I do, I Scott. I got one in the other room, so there's one there. I know yeah. he's got things I mean, that he can remove my toupee and put on a different. I mean, one. I, I, I wear it around sometimes. <laughs> but hey, Fred, we're, we're we're getting. I mean, we could keep chit chatting for hours and hours. I know how it goes when we haven't seen somebody in a while yeah. and we're catching up. So, uh, do you have any one last story you want to tell? Last story or, or your most fondest memory? of a cruise ship life uh, it's not even a memory it's a feeling is the bond that you create through your life on a cruise ship Almost years and years, years yeah. decades later and we still have so many close friends that we stay in contact with and and some of these friends are closer to me than some of my own family and so you yeah. you really you know the, the great thing about ships and ship life was the friendships and the bonds that you create. And I don't think that that happens today on cruise ships. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it uh, you know, it probably still happens to a certain extent because of you're in this enclosed environment. And so you're still away from home. You, you, you're still in the same type of uh, environment where you meet people in this pressure cooker and you're living and working together. So that aspect, I think, still remains. I just think mm -hmm. it's one of those few industries where you form those type of bonds like that, where you can just pick up with somebody that you haven't seen in years, and you're right back where you started, and you want to chit-chat, and you can talk for hours and hours and hours, and you have these close bonds. You know, again, some of my best friends are still ship people that I can call up anytime and, you know, have a really good chat or come and visit. You know, that's the other thing that people, ship people will just get up and go visit people anywhere in the world. And, yeah. you know, even though you haven't seen them in a long time and it's mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, come, stop by. Yeah. You're going to be in town. Come on over. I, yeah. I think it's, I think it still happens uh, even today, even though they're, the ships are huge because you yeah. still have that kind of core of people that you rely on to get yeah. your job done. You can't do everything yourself. You've got people that you have to trust yeah that you have to work with every day and you, you know, you do these things. And I, I think it still happens. I think it's still the same dynamic. I yeah. get together whenever he's in town. I always see Bucky Hurd. 
uh-huh. you know, now that he's part of the Righteous Brothers. Um, I cat sit, as a matter of fact, over Christmas, I'm cat sitting for two cats that I'm allergic to. <laughs> I've been doing this for years. And he is a, a, a former purser, David Burnett. And uh, he and I and Peter Vincent, we all are in contact, you know, weekly, daily sometimes. And uh, yeah, so I mean, that's just David, David Burnett's David Burnett's on my short list of people that I want to come on because he has definitely got some good stories. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, on that note, on such a great note, <laughs> thank you so much again for coming on. I really appreciate it. We all appreciate it. It's It's been so nice to catch up and and sit here and chit chat for, yeah. for a little while. Thank you so much for inviting me onto the podcast. I really, really enjoy listening to them. And when I hear other people tell their stories, it's fantastic to bring back those memories. Uh, well, it's thanks awesome. again. Yeah, that's great awesome. to see you, thanks. Freddie. Thanks, great you to too. see you. You guys Take all care. look great. You do too. And we'll, we'll, you know, obviously we're doing this podcast. We'll make our rounds again and we'll eventually, you know, get around to inviting people back and we'd love to have you back. I got one request on our way out, Freddie. If you want to, great. If not, no problem. Can you give us your taxi driver from If I Were Not Upon the Seas? If I were not upon the sea, someone else I'd rather be. If I were not upon the sea, a taxi driver me, happy all day long. And this would be my song. Bump, a beep beep here and a honk on there, driving round the town. A beep beep here and a honk on there, driving round the town. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Thanks, awesome. Fred. I, and I do have to say, I was actually grabbing boobs. Yeah. <laughs> beep beep here and a honk honk here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was awesome. Oh, oh my God. That uh, awesome. Thanks for doing that. You guys take care. It was great chatting with you. Good to see you, Fred. Yep. Yeah. Happy okay. holidays. All Thank right. you. Ciao. Bye now. Oh, that was fun. That was awesome. That was fun. I haven't seen Fred in like I was saying in in such a long time, and it's it's you know again we keep saying this guest after guest after guest, but it's just so nice to to catch up with all these people that we haven't seen in such a long time. It's it's wonderful. I gotta go pee for a second. Uh, I cannot get over Freddie's without his mustache. All I remember is that mustache. And I was yeah. like, he, he kind of looked like, I mean, he did it, but I, I think he looked like Freddie Mercury kind of with, the, with that mustache. He was like the whole, I didn't know anything about music until I got on the ships. That, that That's is, crazy. I like, never, ever, that's the first time I ever heard that. I have no idea. Yeah. That's just crazy. That's pretty crazy. What's smoking so over there? Oh, that's his cigarette. I was like, if oh. this chair goes up in flames. <laughs> I can't believe he left a cigarette on, or is it out and just in the uh, ashtray? I don't know. I'm like, well, uh, that, that that would go viral. Be like, your house is on fire. <laughs> hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast in video, please visit our YouTube channel my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on the air email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every monday bon voyage